Good Gab, sponsored by Skillskin, a nonprofit organization empowering individuals with disabilities through employment. <laughs> I say we have some good guests. You all know we do. Uh, but today, it's a special day. You're going to learn about a long-term organization that you may or may not know about, but you need to. Because today, we have Molly Allen here, Executive Director and Co-Founder of SafetyNet. Molly, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. I know everyone's running around today. Like, yeah. I didn't sleep very well. I uh, I went to a show last night. It was uh, the Adams Family at the Civic Theater. Oh yeah, how was that? Uh, uh, awesome. Yeah, really yeah, we had a great ever. time. Yeah, I was. Uh, it was a sold out show, and yeah, the wife and I we had a great, great seats. It was fun. Oh good. Uh, the crowd was rowdy. Yeah. Yeah, so it was a good time. And that's good for Civic. It's hard on them. This new arena thing is brutal for them yeah all the parking everything like that i know so yeah it's just been a a busy morning it's another example of how an area uh, picks sports over art (laughs) it's just a blatant example of it like really that's more important a huge arena for all of this and your theater that's been here for 100 years or 75 years just gets like just you know it's just it's just more money in sports Yes, there is. And now we got a shiny stadium. Yeah. I hope we get some parking for uh, yeah. Yeah, good old Civic. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. It's not fair. So That's what's fair. happening at Safety Net these well, days? Are we going? Are we? Then we're not going to have that go. You can totally <laughs> cut that. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be the one that says that, although I say stuff like that all the time. <laughs> uh, yeah. So what's going on with Safety Net, you ask? Yes. Safety Net just had a huge fundraiser. I saw that at yes. um, the Aviation Center, what do they call that? Yes, the mm. uh, Historic Flight Museum. Nice. And uh, our my partner, Colleen Quisenberry, was the chair this year. She had a fantastic group of people, and they raised, um, well, we all raised $125,000. That is big it's money huge for, for one us. night. That's huge, awesome. the biggest we've ever had. Congratulations! So, thank you. It yeah. was great. It's great, and with that comes more exposure. Totally. And so with that, we're busier and um, kind of just helping out more former foster youth here and in North Idaho. Yeah. So th- for those that don't know about yeah. Safety Net, you know, mm-hmm. what's the program? What are y'all so, up to? So this is our fifteenth year. Fifteen. Yeah, and we have some longevity. It is. It is, and we've grown each a little bit each year. And now, of course, we're bigger than ever, which is great. And we moved into North Idaho uh, two years ago. We have an advisory committee there. Um, we help the young people who are aging out of foster care. That's really the yeah. gist of it. And we do all the stuff that the government can't do. Um, all this yeah, because it just stops, right? It stops, yes. Yeah. It's a little different than it used to be. And um, and so it used to be 18, you're out. Uh, and now you can sign yourself back in. A lot of the kids don't want to because they're tired of it. Right. And, I can um, see that. And it means, you know, following rules and everything. And they've been dealing with foster parents their whole lives usually, especially if they're at the age where they have – they're aging out. They haven't gotten their forever home. Right. And so they're really tired of the system by then. And they just want to give it a try on their own. And it's hard. So Yeah, they want to bounce. And it's hard for anybody. I mean, you know, if you, I don't know if you have kids, but my son is 29. And so the Our oh, daughter is 17. She's about to find oh, out what's going yeah. on. Yeah. You're just <laughs> the tip of the, you think ballet classes and all that were yeah. expensive. Wait till they need to move out. It's, no doubt. It's a thing. It's a situation. So, so my son, um, I adopted him when he was 10 and he was in foster care on the West side. And so that's why I have the interest in foster care. And so when he was 14, somebody talked to me about the aging out process. And I did not know 
know what happened to kids who aged out. I had no idea. And they, so they were saying, oh, well, that's great for him because if he were 18. So I was looking at this very immature 14-year-old thinking, yeah, like, in happen? four years, there's no way he'd be ready. And so somebody had approached me, Aline Alexander, actually, who's the executive director. Embrace Washington. Yes, of course. Yeah. She had approached me to help her with a PSA for uh, foster care to college. It was a thing that they had. So I did a PSA, a TV PSA for them. And then they lost their funding and they went away. But meantime, Colleen Quisenberry saw me on television late one night when she couldn't sleep. And she said to her assistant, I want to meet her because I have the same vision. Like, I, I want to do something with her. So that's how we created Safety Net with Aline's help. Uh, she just called you up. It's like, here we go. Yeah. Hi, Colleen. would like to have lunch with you, please. I'm like, okay. I'll have lunch with Colleen. So, and then that was 15 years ago. So that was probably maybe February. And I think by that summer, we were having our first fundraiser. I mean, we hit the ground wow. running. We were on, under the Volunteers of America um, umbrella for a while because we didn't have our, one, our own 501c3. And then we just grew and grew. That's and an incredible partnership. So you just yeah, leveraged who so we knew yep. and, and made this thing happen. Well, and at the yeah. time, she was in advertising yeah. and I was in, on the radio. So it was we got to do things that most people who are trying to start up wouldn't. So she had access to, I mean, just her talents alone lent itself to getting the word out and all of that. And then I was able to uh, do that as well. And Global Credit Union and KXLY Broadcast Group signed on right away for the first fundraiser and they've been with us ever since and they've given us money they were our major sponsors so because of the two of them really is how we got started yeah um so that's incredible well and the need is just so much yeah that's why i learned about you know the world of aging out from we were we were talking about kevin parker earlier he's the one who told me and just kind of taught me about Embrace Washington and okay. Skillskin. We did some videos for them too a few uh-huh. years ago to what was their big fundraiser? It was like the blue jean ball. Oh, the, oh, the, the, um, oh, hang on. The, what do you call it? The bootlegger ball? No, the plaid. Oh, the plaid. Gotcha. It's like the plaid. Something. But anyway, well, that's so what I learned. You know, so how do you all work together? Right. Well, Cause they're dealing with the kids that are in right. the system. Right. Yes. And safety net is when someone's leaving. Correct. Okay. Um, and Kevin Parker started started, and he and Aline started Embrace because of Safety Net. So he was at okay. one of our fundraisers years ago. We were just having this conversation this morning, in fact. And we um, he, he was there, and a girl named Josephine spoke, and he was so moved by that. He and Carrie took her in, and she lived with them. Went to Whitworth, Dang. finished, did all that, is doing fantastically well now. She's a great gal, but and worked at Dutch Bros, did the whole thing. But he didn't know about it either until he came to our fundraiser. And he came kind of like, I don't, another fundraiser, I don't want to do this and that. And it was because of that moment. So then he was very involved. They did some fostering themselves. Um, and then they started uh, Embrace Washington along with Elaine Alexander. So wow. that's Wow, so the that story happened. really starts to grow from here. Yes. So it started at Safety Net. It started at Safety Net, <laughs> yes. And and then, um, and Elaine, I mean, really, she's the queen to me of foster. You know, she, she knows everything. She's done everything. She's great. Um, none of this... All of what we do doesn't happen without somebody like Aline. She really deserves a lot of credit. And and now What's she's... What's that partnership? Yes, yeah. but now she's like a hero financially, too, because mm-hmm. she's able to. So she really 
she really does a lot. And um, in fact, she's helping us. We have kind of an emergency within our group, our program directors out for a little while. And so Alina's even stepping in and helping me take care of all the stuff that normally gets done by Jenny Hurd. And so we all work together. And then Teen and Kid Closet too. Robin Dance is a good friend. And that's We're all... going to get to meet Robin soon. She's going to oh, be good. on the show. Good. She's yeah. great. She's And she will look camera ready more than I do. <laughs> She'll be ready for this action, lighting or not. Heard it here. Yeah, no, she's great. She's great. So, yeah, it's nice. Spokane is so great. I can't believe how many really good nonprofits are here and how many get supported. I mean, really, it's fundraiser true. after fundraiser, everybody's there showing up, and we're so lucky. Well, help our listeners understand like what a person who's aging out, mm-hmm. they call you. Like, what do these needs look like? Oh, so, okay, here's a good example. So uh, this morning, I paid a bill. Uh, a gal had a car, and she had the warranty, but she needed the $500 deductible to get her car back to, so she could get to work, get her child to daycare, and get to school. She's doing all these things. So she called us. She filled out an application type thing, um, had her social worker. Usually you have some kind of caseworker, somebody who's working with you. Okay. I just got a verbal, verbal vouch from her, but then I had her go and fill everything out. And this morning I called Subaru dealer with our credit card and paid the $500. So, Something as simple as that yeah. it has huge oh, impact. Huge impact. Huge. Yeah. I mean, sometimes as much as a bus pass can literally be the the link between them being homeless because right. just, yeah, you're gonna lose your job if you yeah, don't show up. That's and right. Just, that's right. Snowballs. Yep. Yep. And then the other day, this girl, so she uh, gets from food stamps, but they decided to check on her income on the month where she got three checks. You know how. Uh, we do know about that. We're in the disability space, yes. and those two months out of the year yes. crush people who have yes. any sort of uh, yeah, benefits coming their way. It's terrible. How could they even... I don't know how that gets mixed up. So she was short food and stuff, so I brought her a gift card, you know, a gift certificate to a, one of the grocery stores, and um, it's that kind of stuff, you know? I mean, it, it, it really is... Sometimes we've fixed teeth. We will, you know, we'll get a dentist and be like, hey, why don't you work with us <laughs> and get this guy a front tooth? And um, we've paid for an urn before for a family, you know. If but it had so much impact. Yes, if somebody dies, you're as the next of kin, you're responsible yeah. for them and their burial and everything. Even though they left you and abandoned you, it's true. It's crazy. So you have that to go pay crazy. for a funeral of a person who abandoned you in in this lifetime. Yeah, that's not quite right. So yeah, we uh, fixed that. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the kind of stuff we do. We pay for books. We pay for tuition sometimes. Um, and then we furnish apartments. That's the big thing. Everybody gets a brand new bed. We have a, where, um, a storage unit in Post Falls and here in Spokane. And so everybody who gets an apartment, they can come through. In fact, Aline Alexander had a young lady there today. She did that because I was at work. And uh, they got all the stuff they needed. And if we don't have it, we'll buy it. But usually we have it. At that's the incredible. Unit. Mm-hmm. How do you get the furniture? We ask for donations. And right now, our storage unit is pretty full. So we actually had to turn people away. So we feel lucky about that. So there's a lot of people who are just connected to this organization. After 15 years, yeah. yeah. Totally. That's some longevity. So like our listeners, I know some of you are feeling very much connected to this right now. Um, How do they get connected? You can go to safetynetinlandnorthwest.org. You can donate there. You can um, connect with us. You can see what it is that we do. If you want to volunteer, we have all kinds of things. What I does mean, volunteering look like? Well, sometimes it looks huh. like picking up furniture if you have a truck. If you have a truck, 
hey, if you have a truck, we'd love to see you. Um, and, and also a lot of us are ladies, so we only have a few guys. So sometimes it's nice. I know I've helped move people into third floor apartments before. That and sucks. It's, yeah, it's not good. <laughs> we need uh, that or, or sometimes just doing drives and collecting household stuff because we also have toilet paper, paper towels, cleaning supplies, uh, shampoo, everything that you need. If you think of everything you need for an apartment to start it. We, we have all that. I love that base thing, right? You're, you're aging out. All of a sudden, you have all these responsibilities. Yeah. But if you can, you know, engage with your organization, mm-hmm. at least that part's taken care of. Yes. Like, you yes. have a bed to sleep in. Yes. You can a- sit down in your living room, and you're not yeah. eating on the floor. Exactly. That's cool. A brand new bed that you get huh. to keep. Because that never happens. They don't, they're, and also everything we give them, they get to keep. And they're not used to that because when you move from foster home to foster home, like my son, he was 10. He had one suitcase full of Legos and one suitcase full of clothes-ish. That was it. He was 10 years old. That's Dang. all he had with him. And so these kids, they and the other part is, let's say they have some of an apartment full of stuff. Then they get evicted. They have nowhere to put it while they go find, so then they lose it all. Right. You know, so we also will help um, provide a place for them to keep their stuff if they're in between. We've done that before, too. So we don't lose it all, you know. Wow. So you start to see some of these stories like you're, you're seeing people not only age out, start to find themselves. Mm-hmm. But now over 15 years, some of these folks like I'm imagining they were having some pretty successful lives. Absolutely. Yeah. There was a, there's a young girl named T I just talked to. She we helped her when she was 19, and her sister, who also grew up in foster care, just moved back to the area. So, Tia and I are helping her sister now, and Tia is doing great. We have Angela; she's a flight attendant now. We have Josephine, who works for Treehouse now; she's a mom and doing great. Um, we have a lot of success. We have a doctor that we help put through WSU. What? Yeah, we just kept helping him. We're like, <laughs> we're not age limiting this. You just keep going. So we're really proud of it. And I think the graduation rate has um, improved a lot here. And if you look around our streets and you're mad about the homeless situation, if you go talk to most of them, I bet a lot of them have been in the foster care system, I'm guessing. We heard that um, Chris Patterson was like, I think our second third guest on this show like a year ago Mm -hmm. and he talked about that like there was a real issue with you know people in the foster system and ended up on the street it's bad so we have to need to support these kids better we do and even when we get them into housing you know there used to be a lot of affordable housing when we first started safety net you could get a kid in for 500 bucks a month and you'd help them with their first last deposit they're in and they can handle uh, 500 well now we get these requests and we're looking at $3,500 just to get somebody in the door. And then how are they going to pay the next month's rent? It's, it's out of control. I don't, I don't know what the solution. That's bigger than us. But I'm just saying, you know, our, <laughs> but our it's checks, a thing and it's we real. We kept writing bigger yeah. and bigger checks just to keep the kids off the street for sure. Yeah, I wonder how we're going to be able to address that. I don't know. I see a lot of apartments going up. No doubt. Some of them could be working. Exactly. <laughs> Come on, nice. help, partner. Yeah. Well, that's what we can do, right? Partner. Mm-hmm. And Spokane's really, really good at that. Yeah, I think um, so. Well, so how long have you been in Spokane? Uh, this time I've been here 25 years. This time? Okay. Yeah, so so prior, you came back, huh? I came back, yeah. Uh, I did. So I grew up mostly in Los Angeles. I went to Chicago, Wyoming, believe it or not, Palm Springs, then Los Angeles. Then I went to school in San Francisco. 
then back, then up here. And that's my grandmother had left me some money. So I bought a little house in Spokane. I think it was 91 or 92. But at the time. Nice setting up shop in Spokane. Yep, setting up shop. But there wasn't much for us. Like I was married at the time and we were making, I was a preschool teacher making $5.85 an hour in charge of 20 little four-year-olds. It was brutal. I bet. So, and yeah. the 90s were, you know, Spokane was a little rough around the edges. Yes. Yes. I mean, we weren't scared or anything. Yeah. We were from Los Angeles. Just not. <laughs> For sure. And most people had started families by then, and we were not. So moved to uh, Orlando, then Nashville, then back to L.A. Then I came back up here to do theater with my parents in Coeur d'Alene. And then I got this radio job. So I stayed. Awesome. Yeah. And now, shoot, you're so embedded in the community. Like, you're everywhere. Thankfully. Yeah. I love it. I love Spokane so much. I say, if my job ends, I just want a job going out and selling Spokane to everybody. (laughs) I I would be really good at it. Yeah, visit Spokane, you hear that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I believe it. And yeah, you can just, you can tell for sure. Um, I know, and you you help other organizations too. Like, that's something that, you know, I've seen you emcee some events Mm -hmm. and Absolutely. I think it's I think it's a nice thing to do for other organizations. Like we had Tom Sherry and then my boyfriend Ken, who he MC he used to be in radio. We knew each other a long time ago. He's a firefighter now, but he'll do events too. And they did our event. It was really nice for me and Colleen just to be able to relax. They took care of it all. Where if I That's go awesome. to an event, then I go and I do all that. You gotta be on so that people can take care of their business. Yeah. Which was really nice. Where does that come from inside? Like you want to, you know, give back and help. Oh my gosh. I don't know. I guess just, I've been really fortunate. I've had a good life. I mean, better than most. I I, I seriously, not, not in my everyday. I mean, I've always worked really hard and I've, you know, made plenty of money, not a lot, but I have family members who've done extremely well. And so I've been able to benefit and I've been able to travel the world and do things that most people don't get to do. So I have this perspective and it's funny, as I get older, I don't enjoy those crazy things as much uh-huh. as I used to because I see the I see the injustice too much now. And so getting That's interesting. spoiled like that is like, oh, do you know what I could do with that one night in this hotel? Do you know how many kids I could do this for? I, my brain works differently now. So I don't, en- I mean, I enjoy it. Don't get me wrong. Sure. Family, I still want to go on the trip. <laughs> I just, I think I just have a different perspective now that I know how hard it is to raise the money and to pay mortgage and all of that kind of stuff. But I really... Well, it probably helps make you really effective. I think. Yeah. I think so. I mean, I don't know. I just I just feel like if everybody took care of at least the people they put on the planet, it, that, at the very least... Start there. Just take care of who you make, <laughs> man. I, and that's how I feel. My son's 29 and I still take care of him a lot. And he has three children and I still take care of them a lot. And that's okay. He needs help. You know, he started at a deficit. He started from a really bad situation uh-huh. that it's very hard to come back from it. And I have empathy and sympathy for that. But this is my responsibility. I chose to adopt him and whatever he does, I'm going to be the one, not the state, not the government, not anybody else, because that's not fair. True. Well, lucky him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, really. Well, lucky him. <laughs> that's true. We, it is. Um, but I love him. I love him and I wouldn't change it for the world. I'm just saying that so many people make these babies, make these people, and then it's everybody else's responsibility. They don't think it through. So I know there's something wrong about that. Like the base 
I didn't have a kid till I could really afford to have a kid, you know, and just spiritually too, not just monetarily. I mean, emotionally, I was ready. I'm still not ready. I'm married into a family. So yeah, my daughter's 17, but yeah, (laughs) no biological kids for me. I just, yeah, I'm still not ready. (laughs) Yeah. Good times. Well, so what's happening in North Idaho? You said you've been out there a couple years now. So what's brewing out there? Well, we have a really nice uh, committee. We have a man named Pepper Smock who a few years ago, he donated a large amount of money and said, I want this to be able to bring you into North Idaho. Well, then we needed to get sort of a committee, uh, just an advisory committee to get the word out. So there's a nice lady named Chris Neeser who does that. And then we have a great committee there. And they do some fundraising and stuff, but mostly they do um, letting people know really, that we're just there, going out and talking and stuff. Um, And I was shocked at how many kids needed help there. Shocked. I had no idea. Because, you know, you go to Coeur d'Alene, you don't see homeless people. No, you don't. You don't don't see that. In fact, we had some family visit, and they said, we've never been to a city where there weren't homeless people. They live in San Francisco. Fair enough. They're like, we've never seen this before. I said, I don't, I can't explain it. (laughs) I just, I don't know what they do. But I do know there's a lot of people who need help, and we've been helping them, which is great. Yeah, it's something, yeah, when you can't visually see something. Yes. So I didn't think there was much of a need as I knew there was here. Um, But once we put the word out, the social workers came out. There's a lot of people, and this is a tricky one. It's family acting as foster. I think that's, I don't know the acronym, but it's family who have stepped in. Well, when you're a family member, you don't get any of the benefits that an actual foster family gets. That's kind of wrong. Yes, it's horrible. It's a is different that in Washington setup. and Idaho? I or think just it's everywhere. Okay. I think it's everywhere. That's a system issue. Yes, but I know in mm. Idaho, that's what we're dealing with mm-hmm. a lot of these folks. And so those kids aren't technically foster, but we are considering them that because they are. They're yes. with family. They're not with their parents. And that family didn't count on having to take care of them. So... I love safety net. (laughs) We're really nude. (laughs) I like us too. (laughs) So we had one of the biggest fundraisers we've Mm -hmm. had. Now we're starting to look into the future. What other plans could you share with us? Well, you know, Colleen and I both have dreams of, you know, we've, we've, we've never had this much money to work with before. And now because of our, because of being seen a lot, we're getting more and more. We've talked about in endowments we've talked about buying a piece of property i would love if anybody out there has a piece of property for us uh it's hard now with the interest rates high we missed the window like (laughs) now that we have the money the interest rates are high um i would love to have a building where we can um kind of migrate these kids into uh living on their own so um not a half what's the word i'm looking for um when you the transitional yes, housing, yes, thank you. Yeah. Transitional housing, maybe with a house mother who starts teaching them how I can to cook. See the, I can see that teaching them, and and it's not permanent, but there's beds like, and there's beds for if you're a couple, there's beds for if, if it's a little family, if you're single, and then just as basic rules of being good people to each other, and maybe some life skills that yeah, they can the learn, soft skills, just, maybe some employment uh, development. Yes. All of that. And, and I love that vision. I can see that. Yeah. I can see that coming together. And sometimes yeah. we have to put people in hotels while they're waiting for their housing, and that can get real expensive. Oh, so yeah, just that, if you said, okay, well, it's two weeks, your apartment will be ready, you can be here for a little while. That would be my ultimate. I would love that. And then also to help people start safety net in other states. We've had people ask about that. And I tell them, you know, it's a very unique situation. I was on the radio. She was doing this. I can't 
explain to you how to get it started, but people do. Totally. I mean, there's so many new nonprofits here in Spokane in the last 10 years. So many. I know. We heard like 2,500 in Spokane County. Yeah. That's a lot. That is a lot. I know it's hard to think, like you were saying earlier, that everyone gets funded. Mm -hmm. But they are. It's a big, generous community. It's true. And we have a group that we, and it was actually Colleen's idea. We get together all the people who serve our community and we have, we try to have a quarterly lunch or cocktail hour and talk to each other because what we found was some stuff was missing and other stuff was being overserved. So we would talk to each other. Oh, you do beds? Oh, okay. Well, we don't need to do beds then. Uh, we do this. Does anybody have extra socks and underwear? Oh, we just got a shipment and we don't do that kind of thing. When you start talking, it's amazing. That's my personal dream in the whole nonprofit space. Like Is that right? Skill skin, you know, we work in the world of disability, mm-hmm. but I- I think anyone who's in serving the population they're serving or working with, they have to be working together. Because yes. if, if everyone's doing the same or similar mm-hmm. things, it's a it's kind of a waste. Because yes. we can just do what we're doing best, mm-hmm. stay in that lane, partner with other people, and then really lift people up. Yeah. And there's no need for competing. I, I see that. I don't see it as much as I used to. But when we first started, um, there would be little like things and I think are you kidding me we're just trying to help people what is going on here and 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 competitive things well don't that that place isn't good or this isn't now if they have real things that they're doing that are okay that's different but just to be bigger and better than them uh-huh. I thought, well we are really yeah what are we doing here yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. what is this we should all be excited you know so um, but it's, well, I'd love to hear more and see more of that because yes, yeah, the more too. we can collaborate, uh, the different nonprofits, the more effective we can be and the yeah. more people we can help. For sure. For sure. Yeah. That's, let's do it. Let's so, yeah. make it big. It's Spokane small enough that we can do it. That's the difference too. If somebody That's said, true. I wanted to try this in Los Angeles, I would never have tried it. It's too, it's just too daunting, you know, but here, like it's our big like little town. Boise, you could do it, you know, different towns. You could definitely do it, make an impact. Do you have any visions of, of Spokane? You've been here for a long time. Yeah. Like you've seen it. You see what we're doing well. Yeah. Um, what's getting, you know, making you excited about our community right now? Oh, boy. Um, I love the, the good food that's here now. No doubt. Isn't that's it so awesome? That's a huge difference. Yes. Huge. I want, I, what's your favorite restaurant right now? Wooden City. Oh, yeah. I was just By there far. on Sunday. So good. They are the, the bone best. marrow. Yeah. Ah. Yes. Uh, the beet, the beet ravioli is my favorite. And I love their service, and I love how they, <laughs> I love how they handle. You know, so much service has gotten interesting because it's either that they don't care, or yep. there's this baby talk thing I call it, where they just talk to you like you're stupid. Okay, perfect. We can get that for you. Like you don't need to do that. Just come and say, hey, what's up? Yes. What do you want? Okay, and I love Flying Goat and Downriver Grill. Those are that's my hometown. Those are yeah. where I go all the time. But man, we have good restaurants. We really do. And I hope that. And I see downtown when I'm downtown. Like this Taylor Swift movie is going to bring everybody downtown, and I'm so excited. Like Barbie true, did. they are just going to so go shopping, everybody, and keep our stores open because that's the. I thing. know the vibrant downtown is yes. just good for everyone. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, and I I love I live in the Downriver area, and I love that area. It's old and it's yeah. quiet and. Um, Do you ever quaint. walk down to the river and? Just oh yeah. Kind of, uh, yeah, yeah. 
It's beautiful. It's a magical place. It is. There's so much. We flew in uh, the other night, and we were flying over the city, and you could see the new arena. It was all lit up, which was kind of exciting. And then the two bridges. It looked like Peter Pan's Neverland ride. The bridges. Yeah. And, of course, my boyfriend and I both went, oh, Maple's open. Oh, yeah. Make <laughs> a note of that. They're both, yeah. both lanes are open. Okay. <laughs> we can see it from the sky. But even that, we have to improve. Or we have to shut it down and improve it. We have to, or our city will crumble. So I get it's inconvenient, but what else can we do? We have to improve. It's our, our responsibility as citizens yeah, to be participants to. and, yeah, just make it better. It's on all of yes, us. Yes, and be patient. Yeah. I love the Kendall Yards area too. That's very exciting to me, the Kendall Yards, just the, the restaurants there that you can, you know. I don't know the politics involved. Our with producer it. Uh, Dana Devine lives there, and so she's telling us all about the new restaurants all the time. Yeah, oh, it's amazing! Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, uh, I do progressive dinners there. I just go from one place to the other, especially on a crummy night where it's snowy and you only have to go hop over. It's so fun. Gosh, <laughs> you just brought back some great memories. Those were some of the first dates of my wife. We would do progressive dinners. Really? Yes, we would just do appetizers here yeah. and here and here, and do the dessert. Yeah. Those were fun. I need to bring that back. Bring it back yeah. for date Molly, night. dang, I think, uh, <laughs> yeah, you just did me a super solid. Yeah, and just thank you for coming and uh, just chatting with us today, learning more about Safety Net. We're yeah. just, we're so grateful uh, for you. And thank yeah, you. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you.